If you've got an insurance question, you could talk to a dentist. But instead of filling you in on ways to save on your policies, he'd probably be too busy filling in that loose crown. Or you could talk to your local GEICO agent, who will use their expertise to polish up your policies, from home and auto to renters, motorcycle, boat, and RV too. So while, yes, your dentist can save your smile, your GEICO agent could save you money, which will make you use that smile a whole lot more. To find a GEICO agent near you, visit geico.com slash local. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. You have the words of everlasting life. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus and his disciples set out for the villages of Caesarea Philippi. Along the way, he asked his disciples, who do people say that I am? They said in reply, John the Baptist, others Elijah, and still others one of the prophets. And he asked them, but who do you say that I am? Peter said to him in reply, you are the Christ. Then he warned them not to tell anyone about this. He began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer greatly and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes and be killed and rise on the third day. He spoke openly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. At this he turned around and looked at his disciples, rebuked Peter, and said, Get behind me, Satan. You are thinking not as God does, but as human beings do. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. There are two themes in the scriptures today, and uh, I think the first one is, I don't think it's necessarily connected to the other one, but let me, let's, let's see what happens. Um, it's, G, it's the book of James, and he's a very uh, insightful author. And here he's, he's telling us how to be a Christian, how, how to take it seriously. And he says, you know, basically, stop judging one another. We're all going to be impressed with someone coming to a banquet and he or she is dressed in gold and diamonds and jewels, and someone comes to the same banquet not so well-dressed. Our inclination, James says, is to tell the one who's not so well-dressed, you sit over there out of the limelight, and the, the one that's really well-dressed sit here next to me in the limelight. He says that's not what we're called for. We're called to love one another, and we hear this Often in the Old Testament and the New Testament, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So we have to sort of even the playing field. If you, any of you saw the uh, Democratic debates, we saw a bunch of people on the stage. They say all but one is a millionaire. And they jumped on the guy who's a billionaire and... And then, they, then little by little, all surfaces. What do you own? What do I own? What did you do with your money? And how do you t take care of the poor? And, you know, I, I can see the, the average person in the United States looking at that group saying, you know, they're all millionaires. Maybe one's not. But they're all, you know, up there. Would I want to sit next to any of them? Worse yet, 
would any of them be willing to sit next to me, an average person? Don't know. And I'm, I'm talking about one, one political party against another. I'm just saying that in our society, we have these big loops of wealthy and not so wealthy. As Christians, our example is to love both sides equally, to be respectful of wealth, to be respectful of poverty, and to be respectful of the person who carries the wealth and the poverty. The, those people on the stage, again, the wealthy one, the wealthiest one, was accused of certain things in his political career. We don't have to name it, we don't have to even refer to what they are. So money doesn't make you sinless, Money might get you more into sin because you think, a person might think, he or she is above everybody else because I got it and you don't. Well, again, James levels the playing field. We love one another, respect one another. So we can respect the, the person in our, in our world who's the billionaire. We can respect the person who's poor and some... some states right now are trying to do something about the amount of homelessness on our streets. That, that's appropriate. There should be no homelessness in our country. And we have to respect the homeless as well as respect the guy on the stage. And we have to be conscious that the homeless person, and that's the key word, is a person. It's not just a homeless thing. It's a person. Francis often reminds us of that, of Pope Francis, when talking about immigration. They're not immigrants, they're people who are immigrating. So we've got to connect that. And I think James is, is a good example about how we should show no partiality. Love is right across the board. Now, I don't know if it's directly related to the Gospel, but we have to talk about the Gospel, though. Caesarea Philippi, was the area that was renamed after Caesar, very wealthy area, and everybody knew what it was named after. For some reason, Jesus goes there to ask his disciples, what are people calling me? And you heard the answers, apostles, or a, a prophet, John, another one. And he asks us, not the apostles, he asks us, who, who do you say I am? And, and I think that's a... It's a great thought for us each day, maybe as we begin our day. Who do, I, who do we say, who do I say Jesus is? Because if Jesus is the gift of God to me, and I tie my faith up into him, then I should follow him. We take James's example, what did Jesus do? He went to the poor, he went to the homeless, he went to the lepers. He, he realized they were his equals. Were they? Well, yes. He was a man. They were people. He was also God's son and God incarnate. And what dignity he gives the average person when the average person is respected by God, by Jesus. We can't do the same. It's our obligation as Christians. Now, the one conclusion in, in this gospel selection I want to address real quick is Jesus says, okay, um, who am I? This, this, this. And finally, Peter says, you are the Messiah. You're the Christ. You're the, you're the fulfillment of our dreams. It's great. High, ho high hopes in Jesus. But what happens? Then Jesus continues his teaching, 
and says, this is what's going to happen to the, the Messiah. This is what's going to happen to the Son of Man. He's going to be rejected. He's going to be crucified. He's going to be killed. And what does Peter do? He doesn't accept Jesus as a suffering Messiah. He pulls him aside. says, shh, don't talk like this, Jesus. You'll, you'll, you'll disturb the, the audience. You'll, you'll upset people. Why? Jesus is ups- absorbing the reality of what he's coming to do. He's coming to give us an example of how to love, how much to give. And the example completely is giving the whole self. So Jesus rebukes Peter. Get behind me. He even calls him the devil. It's like, it's like Jesus' way of saying, go to hell. Here's Peter. He's not saying go to hell. He's saying get behind me, Satan, though. Because you're not following me, you're following your own ideas of what, what greatness is all about. Again, go back to, to, to um, James's letter. He's showing partiality. You're great, Jesus. Nothing bad can happen to you. And Jesus makes it very clear that he's here to do God's will. I want to conclude with one thing. It's a great example what Jesus has given us. Psychologists tell us that in order to face our fears, we have to go with them. We can't run away from our fears. And Jesus is doing that beautifully today. He's facing his fears. He's facing the cross and encouraging Peter to do the same. Don't run away. Don't hide. If I'm here to show you how to love, and that takes me to the cross, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to the cross. And I think Peter maybe learned that at the end of his life because he also followed Jesus to his cross, his death. So facing our fears with Jesus is very significant. Why? One, place ourselves in the presence of God, knowing I am made in his image, and so is everyone around me, so there's no partiality. And then face the fears, whether the fear is poverty, or or the fear is a person, or the fear is a political situation. Face the fears. Go through them. Don't deny them. Don't hide. Face the fears with God on our side, because the question is, who am I? Well, let's ask this question to Jesus. Who am I? I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, and I want to stay with him and follow him completely. Now, like Peter, behind him, I want to be alongside him as he is before us, walking with us each day. When we talk about McDonald's combo meals, we talk about savory meat, golden fries, and your favorite drink. Now, the combo meals just got crispy, juicy, and tender with the new crispy chicken sandwich combo. And you have to try it. Get a classic or spicy crispy chicken sandwich with medium fries and a medium soft drink like Sprite for only six bucks. Promotion pricing may be lower than meal pricing, cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a world that's a little simpler comes the tale of Veltima fungicide. Swift, simple, and secure. It's a corn-growing story without all the drama. Unless you add totally epic music, really random sound effects, and a cool announcer guy. Get ready for the blockbuster yields of the summer with Veltima fungicide from BASF. Coming soon to a field near you. Always read and follow label directions.